listening to the Money Making Marketing Podcast and we are your guides to making money with marketing. I'm Jenny from Avon Marketing and as ever, I'm joined by my co-host Isaac from Volta Media and Louis from The Mailman. On this week's show, we're going to be looking at the pros and cons of outsourcing your marketing, looking at telltale signs and whether it's the right time for you to outsource or whether your marketing should remain in-house. kind of this topic do you kind of outsource any of your marketing currently or got any kind of experience with that yeah so um I do a small amount of marketing it's with yourself um so um yeah (laughs) I get I get you to do uh to do my copywriting for me um to write an old blog post and that kind of thing um but other than that to be honest I'm just looking at expanding as much as possible into outsourcing now so what what made you think I need to outsource was it a case of you're getting busier you want to grow like what was it that thought it's the right time for me kind of to do this. Um, so I, I planned to write a blog post every single week. Um, and it ended up being like maybe once a month and just not really having the time to do it. Um, and obviously to kind of, to kind of boost SEO, you really need to be having like regular content going out onto your website. So um, for, for me, it was just like, yeah, I need to do this. Um, I've got the budget for it. I'll just outsource it and then I can save time to to put towards trying to get more business yeah i i come across that's one of the biggest things um i come across it's a lot of people just don't have the time to do it themselves a lot of businesses it's they're kind of in that like growth stage and they're growing um but yeah kind of them as individuals as a business owner it's probably worth them spending more time on the business or getting leads in versus them yeah writing blogs or social media I'm fully capable of writing it myself. I have a degree in journalism. Um, it's just yeah, no time at all. Um, so it makes sense to to pass it off to someone who can be more dedicated to that for that one blog post a week. Um, and yeah, it's been great actually having it. Um, obviously, consistency can take a while for things to start having an effect, but um we're what about six months just over six like months that. into yeah. it yeah and it's um, what four or five blogs got a month there they yeah yeah I, th- I think yeah we just finished six months of it mm. um and it's now that i did my quarterly marketing report the other day and starting to see the effects of that and i wouldn't have really got that that kind of thing happening if i didn't outsource yeah um, we wouldn't have started to see that that growth with it. I think that's it really, isn't it? I mean, I've outsourced a few things before. I've outsourced like Facebook ads, um, even some like LinkedIn stuff. At times having like LinkedIn messaging and that sort of thing. Um, I've had a marketing consultant before. I think from my experience, um, there's definitely pros and cons to outsourcing. I think that overall, one of the most important things for any business owner is to get a really good like general, fairly broad understanding of marketing and marketing totally for agree. their business yeah. first before they do anything. Because when they have a bit of an understanding about copywriting, about Facebook ads, about all these different things, then they're in a better decision to find the right person to outsource it to and have the right person who is going to actually like help them. Ultimately. Yeah, but that's find- the thing as a, a business owner. You need to have a basic, at least a basic understanding of every single part of your business. You need to have a basic understanding of finance. You need to have a basic understanding of strategy, of marketing, of admin, of uh, actually creating the product that you sell. 
through having that understanding, you can then make those better informed decisions of how you push your business forward and you grow your business. Yeah, um, I, I do agree. I think um, some people could argue, well, that's, I guess, a pro of outsourcing. Those people have the knowledge, so why do I need to know it myself? But I've had it with clients. They obviously kind of understand they probably need to be on social media, but don't really understand like the full benefits of it or exactly kind of how it works, why they should be doing it. So I've said absolutely tried to explain everything, got started, and they're sort of constantly kind of questioning everything and sometimes it can really hinder that process and they're saying well why haven't I got 10,000 subscribers in Mm. in the first month and it's like it's been a month like it doesn't work like that so I think that can sometimes be people think outsourcing and and is a negative and it's a lot of the time it's because they'll look at what they're doing and think oh they're doing a rubbish job or that but it's probably a bit of lack of understanding yeah that that plays a massive part it's if you if if a business owner knows a fair amount in each area, first of all, like we can we like we say, they can make the right decision in who they're going to outsource to. Secondly, they can actually communicate better and have the right expectations set. And by communicating better, that that outsourcer, the freelancer or the agency, is going to get more done within their time and you'll be paying them more cost effectively ultimately. Yeah, there's um I, I was chatting to someone yesterday actually about about um marketing agencies and outsourcing to them. Um, and what, what we kind of realized uh, during the conversation was there's a lot of marketing agencies out there and they're all, we can do everything. Mm. We can do your website, your logo, your branding, all of that. We can do your SEO, your pay-per-click. We can do your videos, your photos, your podcasting. And it's like the, the handyman really of, of marketing and the types of customers they tend to get are people that don't understand marketing at all. Yeah. They don't really know how it works. So they don't know what's working well and what isn't really. Um, and yeah, those kind of handymen of marketing tend to, in my view, prey on on these business owners that don't have that basic knowledge of what marketing is and how it I think, works. I think unless they're like a large agency with loads of staff who so we have like departments. For yeah, that's different. That that's different. But yeah. when it is like a couple of people who do all these different things. In but that you've case, got a guy it's, it's who a bit of a warning sign, has an agency, but then outsources all of the work to about fifty different yeah. people that he maybe communicates with once every couple of months. I think, other than yeah, passing work to I him, I think it's... the big thing with outsourcing, and and I guess that's potentially a con in terms of if you outsource to multiple people, although those people potentially. Um, you know, very good at what they do, know what they're doing. I think that's just a big thing about that communication. If they don't all gel together and aren't all on the same page, mm-hmm. potentially the slightly different messages or it might not be as like cohesive as it could be, whereas a lot of the time, obviously, if you keep it in-house, you've got that dedicated person who knows kind of the, the business inside out. They yeah. can kind of portray that better. So I think that's the if- As a counterpoint to that, though, um, yes, having having your marketing in-house can be a really, really powerful way to go, but I think it's more aimed at bigger businesses yeah. um, who yeah. have yeah. the budgets to do that because it, it is expensive to hire someone, you know, whereas it's cheaper to outsource most of the time. Um, but if you're outsourcing, the the way I kind of see it is, you're outsourcing to someone who is now invested in you and what you do. So they're going to learn as much as they can about your business so they can help you the best because at the end of the day, they want you to keep coming back to them time and time again. Mm -hmm. If they don't do the best job that they can, you're going to go, you're going to go elsewhere, you're going to try another company or you're going to end up shaking someone in-house. And they want to keep your business if they enjoy working with you. So it's, it's kind of like 
I guess if someone's employed, they could become a bit more complacent and a bit more relaxed into their job role, where if someone is like fighting for your business as you come to their agency, at that point, I feel like they're going to be a bit more invested potentially than an employee yeah. is going to be. You could probably look at it either way because you could argue that too and say, well, someone in-house are invested in the ethos and the smart. Yeah. But I think either way you look at it. But I guess that depends on how good of a, a business leader you are. It, though, that's yeah. it. And yeah. I think that's it. Like I find um, obviously different sectors, especially if it's like law or things like that, people like that I'm writing content for or working with, that obviously takes more time because there's more kind of terminology and certain things you've got to get sort of spot on but yeah i think i think you're right you could probably argue it both ways really but i feel like there's yeah, a lot definitely. more pr uh, kind of pros um to outsourcing than there are cons personally yeah i think i mean one of the main things is if you reach that point in your business you've got fairly good income coming in you're making some profit but you're really low on time and you know right i'm already doing this marketing stuff or like it, 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 this is when it's best i think if you've already tested some marketing strategies out and you're writing blog posts to my working to think, right, I don't really have a time to do this, but I know this works. I'm just going to say, pay this outsource person to do this for me. And that's probably the first step I'd say in outsourcing is to leverage what you're already doing. So one thing we've discussed is as businesses, you should probably know like a little bit about everything. And then that's probably a good point to kind of outsource from. But what about those people who say, well, I know like blogs are a good thing. They work because I spoke to other people about it. But what if they literally know nothing about it? Would you, what would your, what would your advice be to them? Would it be to do training or to like? It's going to depend on their time versus money circumstance, isn't it? If yeah. they have no time, but they have money and outsource it. If at early stage, you don't have much money, but they have time then learn how to do it and start yeah. doing it themselves. When they start working and they bring money in, then yeah. outsource I think, it. I think a bit of both kind of all the way through, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like, I, every, every business owner really needs to be reading books on marketing and need to be spending time on that because marketing ultimately is kind of like the lifeblood of your business. You need yeah. to have a, a voice for your business to be able to get any customers in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the things I think every business owner should be doing is reading books on marketing um, or watching videos on marketing, listening to podcasts on marketing, <laughs> wink, wink, uh, over, <laughs> over the, the internet. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's like a really vital thing. It's something I, I set aside 15 minutes every day to read about stuff to do with m running a business, whether that's marketing or strategy or productivity, any of these kinds of things. And I think that's something that you want to continue throughout, even if you are outsourcing or hiring people in house, cause you still want a good understanding of, yeah. That's the thing, like that. a business owner, like you said before, their job is to just be like a generalist across all areas. Like they don't want to be a specialist in something, they hire specialists so they can yeah. focus on that. Just yeah. Ultimately, area. it's about hiring people that are better than mm. you at the job. Yeah. You still need a good understanding of the basics of, of whatever it is, but you hire someone who does that job better. Mm. That's why we have accountants, you yeah. know. Uh, yes, I can put numbers into a spreadsheet and I can be like, oh, that looks like I've got profit, but... I'd rather have an accountant who knows what they're doing and go through it and then potentially save me a bit of money on tax. It's the same with your marketing. I guess the same, yeah. Something that would take you maybe half an hour would take a, an expert like five minutes or 10 yeah. minutes or a lot less time. And that is it, that is it, isn't it? Because if you are going to do it yourself and you are a beginner, it's going to take you much longer than it is yeah. to, to, than to pay an expert for it. As well as that, if you are going to, if you're thinking of employing someone full time, I mean, if they're a fairly like beginner marketing role, they might get, 
early 20 grand, like low 20 grand sort Guess of. Guess as well so. if you went with an apprentice, you know. Yeah, potentially um, that, that sort of figure. And then be working full time. And realistically, they're not actually going to be using all that time to do that. And Yeah, it's going to be a lot of time on the job learning. Yeah, a lot, lot of time on job learning. A lot of time just faffing around like <laughs> like people do when they have Making jobs. Making like 10 does. cups of tea. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> Whereas yeah. if you are paying someone like X amount for however many hours of a time, because it's not Have as much, to. they're just going to concentrate and do as much as they can to get those results done as yeah. quickly as possible. Yeah. And you're just paying for the result and it's always going to cost less. Mm. Well, depending on how much marketing you need to do, yeah. it's going to cost less. Mm. If you are creating lots of like social media content, like the Gary V style brand building marketing stuff, Obviously, there's a point there where it would help a lot to have someone in-house who can film, who can edit, yeah. who that, can post and copyright like and all that sort of stuff. Gary V has D-Rock, who yeah. his whole sole purpose is to follow him around and film him. <laughs> um, and then they've got editors that do other stuff, you know. Um, like, you do kind of hit that point where it does start to make more sense bringing it in-house. Um, yeah, just look at Formula One. Every Formula One team now has, like, an in-house video team yeah. that follow their drivers around mm. every week. Yeah, and capture like behind the scenes of what's going on. Yeah, because um, that's probably one hurdle or potential con, I guess, that I sometimes kind of face. Or it's um, a lot of the time clients. I mean, I can go to clients' premises and things like that, take uh, kind of pictures and things for social media. But a lot of the time, I'll talk to the client. It's planning the content and saying, this is what we're going to do. And a lot of the time, it could be you need to provide me with their a portion of the content in terms of photos, like, like photos videos, things like that. So I don't know, it could be um, like a sign company. Uh, a lot of them do like before and afters or uh, it could be a beautician or something like that. A lot of the time it's great to get the behind the scenes stuff of the team and things mm. like that. And me, I'm not technically there for all of that. I mean, they, they could pay me for that, but obviously that would take their budget up. Yeah. So at that point, if someone was kind of there doing that anyway <laughs> and posting it, save a lot of time and, and things like that but that's yeah. probably one of the biggest hurdles or maybe cons is sometimes if i rely on the client to get that content and if that's not quite good yeah. enough or they haven't got the time to do that it's kind of and that's another thing about understanding marketing before before you do it because if you don't have a clue and someone's asking you for photos as much as well as that person might be able to like describe the photos you need if you don't really know what you're doing yeah it's always gonna look a bit yeah. yeah. Well, I've done that with clients before. They should definitely do like basic training. Yeah. And, yeah. And how to one, use a camera. That's yeah. one thing I said. Oh, can you, in my head, I'm saying, oh, can you get a picture of the exposure? Like, like incredibly. But I can be like, oh, I need a photo of your gift voucher that you send. Can you send a picture? And they send quite like a basic picture. As I'm thinking, it's all laid out on the table with yeah. props around it and things. <laughs> so that's one thing I have done with clients. Actually, kind of gone in and say, no, it's this sort of style and this. But I think you're right. If they can. They're doing that in advance and then bring you in. It's, you're gonna, it's gonna be easy for you to help them. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles I face. One of the one of the telltale signs for someone who's doesn't know how to use a camera is you genuinely find like it's skew if. Mm. So like the the camera's tilted and it's at this really bizarre angle. Um, and like the thing that they're trying to capture isn't like properly in the frame and. It starts to look a bit awkward. It's like they're looking at the thing rather than through the camera at the thing, isn't it? Yeah. And like holding the camera <laughs> and then looking and moving it, and the camera's just like, yeah, well, they're taking uh, it showering in the background. Have you seen <laughs> that? Have you seen that video of that guy? He's like an older fella, bless him. He's probably like in his eighties or seventies, and he goes like, I think he's American. And he goes around like Europe and he buys a GoPro for himself, and literally the uh, whole trip he's, just... he's filming himself. <laughs> 
filming. He's just smiling, isn't he? But yeah, he just put the GoPro the wrong way around. Bless it's him. It's on his head, isn't it? It's on the yeah. head cam. Well, just showing it. Like hours that. of so footage good. of him. <laughs> I need to see this. That's yeah. brilliant. Holding this <laughs> camera, brilliant. staring at himself. Bless good him. Good thing to share, Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> How not to do it. Mm. I guess it didn't. If, this is why people offer training as yeah. well. But I mean, if um, you had that, Isaac, because I know there was an element where, was it when you provided like editing for people? And there was an option if they could provide their own footage, and that was a bit yeah. Of a... So um, I, I did kind of um, as part of my video subscription service um, when I first started trialing out doing it that way. Um, the the first tier option was where people would film it themselves and then send it to me to edit. And in all honesty, it it just it didn't really work that well. And mm. uh, they weren't capturing the things that realistically were needed. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up packing that in. Um, if uh, I, I think when people don't really have the knowledge, like a higher level knowledge of like filming, execute it, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to make it hard for you. Isn't it? It's easier for them to edit their own stuff than it is to hire someone else to mm. edit their own stuff. I guess stuff. with that, for example, let's say they took video footage and it wasn't good enough quality. They could pay you all the money in the world, but it's technically never going to be as good as it could yeah, be. Yeah, if it's not captured right in camera, um, unless they're shooting on an expensive cinema camera, yeah. there's not really a huge amount I can do. Even if it's not captured right on a cinema camera, there's not a huge amount you can say, do. You, you just yeah. have a bit more flexibility. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing. Is that, that probably comes back to that whole knowledge thing again, doesn't it? I think you've got to do certain things right. And I find, I don't know if you guys have ever had this, when people have asked you to do certain things, because they're outsourcing it to you, they think, oh, they're doing that and that's all I need to do now. Well, actually, you still need to work on your other kind of channels and avenues of marketing. Um, like, for example, I find working with the, the companies that have like a backlog of professional photography taken, awesome, because they're easy to yeah. kind of market on social media. That. Those that have nothing, quite difficult because you're sort of starting from scratch and they need to build that up. But in yeah. their head, they're like, well, do we need to do that? I don't want to pay for a photographer as well as outsourcing my social media. This is like a difficult thing that I've faced is um, obviously when I'm filming people, it's very hard for me to film myself filming people or take mm -hmm. photos of myself filming people. Um, so I, it's one of the next <laughs> things I really should be doing is hiring someone to like just, just around, come along and follow me around yeah. um, on a shoot one day, take photos, do some videos. And yeah. then I've, I've so got, got some content. stuff I can yeah. use. Because um, at the moment, like a lot of my kind of hero videos that I use is it's kind of just me sat in front of the camera talking about things with yeah. some motion graphics where realistically I wanted to have shots of me with my clients on set and, and showing yeah, stuff. That would be but, a good thing to do, definitely. Yeah. Well, there was a business I did work for for a while and they um, they got professional photographers in to photograph their projects and he would always encourage me as another marketing person who kind of had a, obviously an idea about this. He'd be like, can you just capture me basically on site with him with his cameras and stuff? I'd send him that and then he would use that for his own social as well. So that's it. It's um, It can be a tough one, can't it? But yeah, I mean, what would you say... Um, uh, uh, like the biggest like, cons obviously we've talked about kind of saves you time can save you a loss of money that sort of things but would you say there's kind of any cons or what would you say actually um, keep it in house I, I think you start to lose a bit of control I think that that's kind of a con um, in some I ways it can but, be a pro yeah it can be a pro as well a lot of the time <laughs> to be fair that's the thing like I, I think there's pros and cons obviously but could argue both there's ways. pros and cons to each of the pros and cons mm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's a multi-layered thing like it, it can be argued in both ways I think realistically like I view outsourcing as a stepping stone 
so that I outsource to people um, to free up time for myself so I can grow my business more until I can get to the point where I can hire someone to replace the outsource yeah, yeah. so I can have a full-time member of staff that's working on on those things. Um, that's kind of like ultimately where I personally see it going. There, there may be certain roles that never stop being outsourced yeah. just because it makes there sense, isn't yeah. that pressing need for me yeah. to have someone working full-time for me yeah. doing that. Um, but a lot, a lot of the time, like... Um, I do outsource work to editors so I can uh, free up some time with client work. Um, doing that, I'm doing that ultimately with the goal of eventually hiring someone to do that full time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it is just like a, a stepping stone in my view. Mm -hmm. What about you, Lou? What would you say? The I would agree, to be honest. Um, I think it is ultimately the first thing to do is all about building your own knowledge and then starting off by thinking, right, I don't have the time or the skill or the time to learn this skill of these things and then outsource those things first. Mm. As well, if you do already have a process that works and you can outsource that to get more time for yourself, that's another great thing to do. But I agree with Isaac in a sense. For me, it would mainly be a stepping stone before having someone full-time. And like you say, there's always going to be some roles which can be better to be outsourced. Yeah. We should not need someone who's full-time to, to do those sorts yeah. of things. I think... So. Um, it's that whole thing of, uh, like you said, it, I guess everyone's businesses are kind of their babies, aren't they? And a lot mm. of people are sceptical about getting kind of third party yeah, or other people People are quite in. often scared of letting go yeah, and of parts of their business because <laughs> understandably they've spent um, the best part of the last few years or so that they've been running a business like spent just doing that yeah. and not like putting aside your social life and personal time to try and grow it so when you come to that point where you need to start letting go it is it is very difficult i think, I think it's probably uh, also godly oh, i was gonna say i think one thing lots of business owners don't really think about is they will speak to um someone who's like a freelancer or an agency and they'll be quoted say a thousand pounds a month for example and they'll think fucking hell a thousand pounds a month what the hell? but then why someone for that yeah but they'll be thinking oh but what they don't think about is that they'll actually employ people for twice that amount mm. who are realistically often not providing any sort of return for business they're just taking my boxes mm. and a lot of the time it's gonna be you're gonna be way better off spending about 500 pounds a thousand pounds a month and even though it might sound a lot for some small businesses think about the potential return on investment of doing that and that's what it all comes down yeah. to if there's a clear benefit and return from doing that so I, I personally think that the the best employee that a business can have is someone who understands how a business works. Mm -hmm. So it's someone that's going to put in the time and effort because they know what matters to a business and what matters to the owner of the business. An employee isn't necessarily going to have that mindset. You are going to get employees that do have that mindset. You want to hold on to them because they're going to be gold. But employees that don't have that mindset, ultimately, they're not really doing much for your business you're not going to end up promoting them or pushing them further up in your company because they don't get those results that you need. Whereas if you outsource, you're outsourcing to someone who knows exactly what it means to be in business. They understand like strategy and, and profit and loss and that a business needs to grow and needs to be performing better than what you're putting in. I guess um, there's that whole thing, because in my head, because um, people have to ask me, what do you want to do with your business? And naturally, everyone thinks I'm going to say, I want to grow and employ people. But actually, mm. my idea of employing people, I wouldn't want to do that. And it's because I worked in businesses, known kind of people who have employed people. And that's when it can potentially all go a bit wrong. And 
some of their problems come in and things. I don't think that's an issue with an employment. I, I think at that point, it's an issue with the employer. Their yeah. recruitment process isn't down properly. So they're, they're hiring the, the wrong people for the job. But I think it's that it's finding, it's that they've got the wrong people in. But I think yeah. I think no matter what you do, I think as business owners, when employing people, you obviously try and make your best judgment and things. But sometimes you just don't get it right or down the line, That's that the thing, person. Yeah. But a lot of business owners, when they're hiring people, they're looking at hiring people because they get on with them. Mm. But the thing is, you don't need to get on with your employees. You just need to share the same goal and the same mission. And, and if your company's mission is to help these people solve this problem and improve their lives and your employees are on board with that, it's going to be a good system of working. And you, you're and not going to hire those wrong people. Lots of people employ based on like people's skills and experience and things like that. And obviously with certain roles, skills are, are obviously important. But most jobs can be systemized so that anyone can pick it up and learn it. Ultimately, if you want things to be done a certain way and you know in your business things are done best this certain way, if you have the right systems in place, that pretty much anyone who obviously has the right attitude, that's the most important thing, who has the right attitude can come in and pick it up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work. There isn't really a reason for it to not work. I guess you could apply that as well to your outsourcing. I think it's a really important whoever you pick to work with, you need to make sure they're kind of in line, have the same ethos or understand mm. your end goals yeah. um, that you, you work well with. And that's why I think it can take a bit of time. I sometimes yeah. work with people, say to people, I don't know if we're quite the right fit. And it makes it's easy for me. Because um, I, I wouldn't want to work with someone if I just know it wouldn't work because it's, it's wrong to obviously take someone's money if I think I'm not going to be able to benefit them. Yeah. So, I mean, how, how would you say, how what kind of signs to look out for? What would you look out for when trying to find the right person to kind of outsource to, if that makes sense? Um, the first thing I usually look at when, when I'm wanting to outsource is their portfolio like what have they done in the past experience. um have they got the experience in what i'm wanting to do can they back that up mm -hmm. that's that's always yeah. like a key thing um and a way people tend to win me around with that kind of stuff is by sharing their knowledge yeah most of the time yeah. um and then second to that is is having those strong testimonials and case studies that that are coming from their customers and being like look this is this is what we we've had like what kind of results we've had from this mm -hmm. yeah um i guess you mentioned it's return on investment isn't it so if, here it is i guess when you're talking to someone to say well what have you done for past customers and i often get that asked for what have you done for other people or mm -hmm. can i see can you send me links to um the profiles of other clients you've worked with the social media it's quite easy to see from yourself from things like follow account you see how many likes they've had etc yeah um, i think that is one of the like biggest things like recently in the last month or so my business has picked up loads and the key thing that i've changed so i get a lot of business through linkedin messaging messaging like sales managers and different people like that and i've completely changed my message to say something along the lines of hi bloody blah, blah, blah i have this idea that i think could work really well for you and your business name and just say like um it's something you can do yourself or we could help you with it if you don't have the time or you'd prefer us to help you with it I'm happy to share it with you. Just say yes and I'll share it with you. And just literally just telling them what I would do for them based on what the businesses are. Saying these are things we've done before. People like, it's pretty kind of this person who's sharing this idea. And most people will say, I like the idea, don't have a time to do it. Let's have a chat. Yeah. I guess if, um, yeah, as well, that's a good in saying, well, you can always yeah. take this if you want to keep yeah, this yeah. yourself. But I think it's that when, um, when you kind of drill down on the facts saying, well, 
if you spend X amount, this is what you'll get. These are how many clients you're getting, leads, etc. Probably as a business, it's hard to say no if you're talking to Especially someone. like most people say when we talk about cards, for example, like, well, what, what sort of cards? Like, I don't really know what sort of cards we should do. I can literally say, well, we work with X number of mortgage brokers. I may all send birthday cards to all their clients. We've got a thousand clients in the database. We send about 80 a month, that sort of thing. We work with um, like a luxury brand who sends welcome welcome letters to their new customers. And just giving those sorts of examples, it just gives people ideas of what could work for them. Yeah. yeah. But that's this is more just like, it's not really about outsourcing, <laughs> is it as such? No, but I think it's, it's, it's good for you know, what people ask you for, because then I guess whoever's listening, if they think, oh, I want to outsource to, I don't know, like a, a videographer, I know what questions to ask them. So it's, can I see your portfolio? Who else have you worked with in the past? What results have you yeah. got for them? And things like that. I guess like, it is relevant when we're talking about, if you if you don't already have an understanding or you don't already have like a system that works, one of the key things is, I guess, is to get that person's knowledge and get, get the outsourcer to share their knowledge, share their ideas of what could work for you. That's yeah. probably a really important thing. Um, I think. I think. Like ultimately, with with any business decision at the top level, it always comes back to ROI. Like, am I going to get more than I've put into this back? That's driving decision behind pretty much everything you do mm-hmm. within your business. Are you going to get more out of it? Um, and that's ultimately the question that that person you're outsourcing to needs to answer for you. Um, and if they're, if they're doing their job right and they've got the right marketing funnel, it will answer that all for you. Mm. Um, and more doesn't necessarily have to be money. It could be time as well. Yeah. Because if you're currently getting a result and you outsource it to save you time and they're getting the same result, then that's, that's a win. But ultimately that's going to get you more money because yeah, that's because freeing up time, more time yeah. to get more money. Yeah, um, at, at the end of the day, like every decision really does come back to like, is it going to help me to profit from Bottom line. Yeah. Um, because without profit, your business isn't going to grow and it's going to stagnate. Yeah. Yep. I think um, I'd always recommend like whoever you choose to work with, just give it a little bit of time because it'll take whoever you're working with to outsource. It'll take them a little bit of time to understand kind of the business, how you like things done. Um, and it can just take a little bit of time to see like big results and changes. Mm. Um, mm. But hopefully, you know, like social media, if you know it's not a magic wand, it takes a bit of time, then absolutely fine. And I think it's yeah. just showing progress but don't think you know by outsourcing it's going to be a magic wand and all your problems yeah. will be solved because it's not that it's just another tool to mm. help you if, if you're if you're going to outsource you need to commit for not necessarily the long term but kind of like the midterm you want to commit for like at least six months i think to anything you're outsourcing to um if you're wanting to do that as like something on a regular basis so if you wanted to have uh, your social media managed on a regular basis or your direct mail done or videos done on a regular basis, you need to commit to like six months minimum. Yeah. Or at See least how be prepared to commit that. for that, for the results to turn up. Yeah. If a person yeah. like a couple of weeks in is just doing nothing and you can see they're being like useless. Oh, yeah. And obviously oh, yeah. don't. Like, yeah, I've caught some people <laughs> who have like promised certain things and, and not actually got those results. Yeah. Um, but yeah be prepared to wait for results because with marketing 99% of marketing is going to take time it's it's a long game ultimately yeah and it takes them um, like i've found it like obviously you've probably heard on this podcast before we talk about like test and measuring things so i've done that with clients obviously by month three you get a really good overview of what's working what's not working 
the first month, I often find it skyrockets engagement. Next month, you can kind of maintain that. And the third month is a real telltale sign of what is actually working, what's not. But then that's when you can start implement changes to try and improve it even more. So, yeah, I think it's that. It's, yeah, you're totally right. Making sure, following up on them, asking them kind of what they're up to, how things are working. But it's, it is, yeah, just give it a bit of time. I think one of those key things then, when you are either going to outsource or potentially bring someone in-house, is asking them lots and lots of questions. Don't if I, I've I've spoken to people before in like a sales um, meeting, I suppose, and I could tell they're holding back from asking questions that they wanted to know the answers to, like how long could I get results, that sort of thing. And I often have to like prompt people to ask those questions. I would say that from like the potential customer point of view, which these listeners are, make sure you ask all those questions. Don't hold back from asking. Like be bold and say like. So what sort of results have you got in the past? Um, how long, like when should I expect results from this? All that sort of thing. Am I going to get a return investment from this? Yeah, It'll make you feel more comfortable working with them. Yeah. You'll know what you're going to You're going to have all your answers yeah. and you can actually yeah. make a proper decision. For, for a relationship to work, really, you need to have that trust. Yeah. Um, and Openness. transparency. Yeah. Ask those questions. If they're hesitant about answering them or give you a half-assed answer, then you know it's not going to be the right fit. Probably a red flag. Really, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Definitely. So to summarize, obviously you've been talking about the pros and cons and maybe it's not that simple. The kind of there are pros and cons to the pros and cons. But I think ultimately we've we've kind of looked at that there are so many benefits to outsourcing. It can save you a lot of time. These people have a lot of expertise and knowledge uh, that you can really benefit from. If you enjoy the episode and would like to give us some feedback, or if you have a question you'd like us to answer, send us an email, uh, which you can find in the description of this episode. Also, make sure to follow us on all social media so that you never miss an episode. We are MMM Guides on most social media networks. Um, But again, all them links will be in the episode's description. So we are Jenny, Isaac and Louie, your guides to making money with marketing.